the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. (laughs) It's a little different, isn't it? Okay, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome aboard. Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert, will be here in just a moment. We had a few fun things happen early this morning, so we're changing it up, Larry. We're going to be doing things a little bit different. If you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE123. We're going to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert in part-time Indiana Jones, here on the radio. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Chris. Well, you told me it was going to be different today. You know, we've got to let everybody realize what's happened. Something crashed in the studio, and you lost all the music to the show, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm almost out of it. Okay, so, so in, your, in your list of library of music, you know, um, <laughs> did you just, like, shut your eyes and hit a button, and then Pretty that much. was the one that came up? You know, we, we could have heard a little Elvis or... <laughs> Or something else, right? But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's all good, Chris. You make it work. Mr. MacGyver, We no are problem. making it work with duct tape yep. today, but we're all aboard anyway. Exactly. Well, welcome, everyone, everyone to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Again, it's Saturday morning. I love it because it's open mic Saturday. Give us a call with any of your financial planning, investment questions, mortgages, taxes, estate planning, concerns about the market, the economy, whatever is on your mind today. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. You know, this past week, the markets actually had a gain for the week, although we had some volatility. You know, we had... um, a uh, second company come out with with a uh, uh, highly e- uh, efficacious uh, coronavirus vaccine candidate, which is going to be you know good news. Lots of op- optimism, uh, but then that optimism sort of weighed a little bit in in the in the markets towards the end of the week with some of the shutdowns that's happening uh, in different sectors of the country a little bit. So you know we're not out of the woods yet on this by any means at all. But at the same time, we're starting to see the markets get broader recovery. As anticipation of, you know, sometime next year, the big reopening of the entire country, again, you know, we're seeing a broader base recovery starting to happen a little bit. The 10-year note was bouncing around and fell a little bit this week, so people are are seeking shelter, putting money into uh, more conservative types of positions. Some news that we had that that is going to be very interesting to follow from a a backdrop of the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve. And this is something we're going to be keeping our eyes on in the coming weeks. But on Thursday, um, the uh, 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 Treasury Secretary, uh, Steve Mnuchin, asked uh, to go ahead and have the Fed send back some of the money that were designed for corona pandemic uh, backstop. Uh, to backstop the fixed income market, the bond market. There's a lot of money there. There's $455 billion, and the money's never been used. Very little of it has been used to backstop the bond market. And Mnuchin's saying, hey, send it back. 
and we're going to put it into a new paycheck protection program uh, co coming out or, or trying to come out. You know, that's going to take some congressional approval. But the Fed is sort of saying, wait a minute, you know, it might be too early. Let's not just send it back just yet, just in case something gets wonky again in the, in the market. So, so this is going to be something that we're going to be keeping an eye on because if you recall back in the in the uh, and we're going to get real technical here for a second, but if you recall back in the in the throes of the of uh, coronavirus back back in March, the Fed had to come to the uh, back to backstop uh, the bond market and some of these these dollars here they're looking about juggling them around a little. So take it out. We send um, some to me. I'll I'll take a few of them. They know? can send you a little bit about that, Chris. Yeah. Maybe you can get a. New music box for the show, huh? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, you put a quarter or two in. I'll take that. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> hey, but, you know, uh, some great news on the home front, you know. Uh, existing home sales were up for fifth, the fifteenth consecutive month, which is great news. Uh, prices have jumped fifteen and a half percent in homes over the last year. That's a very, very large uh, uh, movement, you know, and uh, we'll probably continue to see that continue to happen uh, as more and more people realize they can continue in the post-COVID economy working from home. So people are fleeing the cities. And they're moving to the suburbs, the country, you know, the mountains and all that kind of stuff. I was speaking with a client uh, down in uh, South Carolina earlier this week, and uh, he was telling me that some of his friends um, that live next to him actually work in Connecticut, and they just work remotely all the time. So they, they picked up and moved to South Carolina, which is kind of interesting. You know, we're starting to see a lot more of that happen all around the place, so, which is very, very good. So, um and then, uh, you know, moving forward here, we've, we're starting to see rotation a little bit. We're starting to see a little bit more money drop into international markets, Europe, especially the emerging markets going forward. So, some, some news that I'm not too happy about, though, this past week, and I always like to start the show off with, with what's going on in the markets and the economy, and, and I'll get into w where we think the markets are going here in just a little bit, or the economy, actually, I should say, you know. But, but in 2020 here, we, are, we have now, on a global basis, we are, our, the debt is $227 trillion from all the governments around the world. That's 365% of global GDP. And that's up from 320 percent in 2019. So we've spent a lot of money in in backstopping uh, the the virus, you know, with with different incentive programs and stimulus programs and things of that nature. So with all that being said, where are the markets today? What do they look like they're going to be doing going forward? You know, the markets are trying to figure out. You know, we've got very high P.E. ratios. The markets are, are definitely overbought in some sectors, whereas in other sectors, the markets are underperforming, you know, and there could be some good buys in some of the value sectors. So we're starting to see some of that type of rotation there and, and things like that. But in these times right now, it's important to make sure that you understand that you know what you own inside your stocks, your bonds, your mutual funds, your UITs, your ETFs, all that type of stuff, because as the market figure out the election results coming up, uh, both in the Senate and, and, and all the stuff that's going on with the presidential election, uh, you know, and then you're starting to hear about all different types of policies and things that, are, that could be coming out of a possible new administration. Uh, the markets are going to be, you know, paying very close attention to all of this and, and making sure that, you know, so we need to make sure that our portfolios are diversified and can withstand some volatility and things like that. So, hey, again, it's Open Mic Saturday at Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 
855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Before we take a quick break there, I just want to make another announcement here. On December 2nd, you can go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and then on December 2nd, we're going to be having a Roth IRA webinar. It's everything you want to know about Roth IRAs in 2020 and beyond. Should you convert money to it? How, what are the three ways you can put money into a Roth IRA? What's the estate planning implications of Roth IRAs, the tax situation? You know, and, and we're doing this here in December because you don't want to miss the opportunity, if it is right for you, to make a small or a large conversion from traditional IRA, uh, which are taxable distributions to the tax-free scenario in the Roth IRA. So you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, hit the little seminar icon in the top right-hand corner and sign up. It's gonna, we're having two sessions on December 2nd. The first one's going to go from 2 to 3 in the afternoon and then from 7 to 8 in the evening. It's the same material. You can sign up twice if you want. There's no charge for this. People all across the country are going to be signing up for this. We had a whole series of them in the summertime. Uh, we're, de- we're trying to deliver a lot of financial planning education for everyone there. So go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for the webinar and uh, on the Roth IRAs. Again, two sessions on December 2nd, 2 to 3 p.m. and then 7 to 8 p.m. that same day. So give us a ring here. We're going to take a quick break, and let's open up the phone lines, Chris. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123 or 855-767-3123. Listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. We're going to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial retirement expert here in studio. Give him a call right now. We have some lines available for you. Stand by. It's 2020, and there are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's the cdfi.org your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community go to the cdfi.org make a difference go to the cdfi.org right now with your questions 855-767-3123 that's 855-ROSE-123 coast to coast from the nation's capital this is the Larry Rosenthal show well we appreciate you listening if you'd like to dial in 855-767-3123 Larry Rosenthal our financial and retirement expert here in studio is live on YouTube as well 
You can see us at LarryRosenthal.tv, Larry. Sure, absolutely, Chris. Um, it's kind of fun doing the, the YouTube live streaming, you know, get uh, people get to see how the show's done and in the COVID environment and different locations and things like that. So uh, it's a lot of fun at LarryRosenthal.tv. So uh, definitely. Hey, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123 with any of your financial planning or investment or estate planning questions. Whatever's on your mind today, open mic Saturday, 855-767-3123. I want to talk a little bit about some, some ways that you can sort of take a look at what's going on in the economy. And uh, that that aren't all that frequent, and uh, you know people people don't don't really sometimes understand how important it is to look at what we call high frequency economic activity. High frequency economic activity. What exactly is that? Well, this sort of tracks where people are going and what they're doing, and you know what they're not doing, and things of that nature. And today I want to talk a little bit about that. <clears throat> Take a look at, at at the purchase of mortgage applications. Uh, consumer credit and debit transactions, hotel occupancies, travel navigation on your app usage, right? How many U.S. seated dinners are we actually having these days outside in restaurants, not outside in restaurants, but outside the home in restaurants, either outside the restaurant or in the restaurant, and TSA travel, uh, traveler traffic. These are very interesting things, and it tells how active the economy is in what we call high-frequency uh, uh, economic activity, basically. And when we take a look at, like, U.S. seated dinners in March this year, we had a 100% negative number on that, 100% negative number. Today, at the end of October, the latest, latest data, we've got a minus 38. So we've started to see more and more activity happening in restaurants, which is good. It's not where it used to be. It's still 38% down from lock, from October of 19 through October of 20, okay? But it's come way back up this year, this summer, as restaurants have been allowed to open back up again. What about air traffic traveler? You know, in, in, in March of this year, it was down 96%. Today, it's down 60% from this time last year, which is still a very, very large number. And that tells you that we're starting to come back into air travel, but nowhere near where we were, obviously, okay? So these are numbers that we sort of keep a watch on to see what's really going on in the economy. How are people in, in moving around? Because consumer spending... You and I, Chris, out there spending money, that represents two-thirds of the, of the economy, of, of GDP, economic output. You know, when you take a look here at consumer credit and debit transactions, all right, it's basically even right now where it was in October of 2019 versus today. In the throes of the, of the uh, uh, you know, the recession we had in March here, it was down 36%. And so these are just some different ways that we go about taking a look at, at again, how people are traveling around. And very, very interesting charts here, and we're starting to see broader movement uh, in, within the economy, which is great. You know? And then navigation app usage. In March, it was down 82% year over year, and now it's only down 37%. So, so in some sectors, we're, 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 we're coming back. Others, we're, they're going to take a lot longer to come back on. And, and, you know, one of the interesting things here, I was talking at the top of the show about mortgage, uh, I'm sorry, about, new, uh, about existing home sales, you know, going up 15.5%, right? Uh, you know, this time last year, in October of 2019 to October of, of 2020, 
mortgage purchase mortgage applications are up 26 percent and that really shows you that the post-covid economy is right around the corner at some point we're going to be back you know the, the 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 virus will get behind us vaccine whatever it is that everybody needs right it's all going to be in our rearview mirror at some point down the road but we're going to have a different type of an economy at that point right because there's going to be you know i've heard up to 54 percent of people are going to be able to work at home so how does that change the dynamic? What happens with energy uses, right? What happens with the frequency of buying cars again, okay? Because you're not driving as much to, to and from work and, and activities and things like that. So, so a whole different post, uh, post-COVID post economy, we're on the cusp of it, right? We're right on the edge of it, and we're starting to look down the road and around the corner into that. And the question that we have to put together in all of this right here is, how are your investments aligned going forward? forward looking down the road and around the corner into what we call the post-COVID economy. You know, what about communication services versus commercial real estate? Where are you going to be invested? Where are you not going to be invested? All different types of questions like that are, are really popping up right now, and the educated investor is going to have to get a good grip on what's inside your, your portfolios because the, the rules are changing. Okay, the the economy is changing going forward. We see it happening right here when we look at these numbers and you you and interpret them. And, and, and that's just sort of, my, you know, what I want to make sure, you know, we're coming down to the end of the year. It's a great, great time to have your financial uh, house in order. Do a big review. You know, if you want to get a copy of our financial planning toolkit, give us a ring today at 855-ROSE-123 or simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Shoot us off an email. And and uh, we'll be happy to send you out our financial planning toolkit, and that's going to help you sort of break down what your goals are, your time frame, your risk objectives, and uh, you know your cash flow needs, things like that. And then take a good look into your portfolio. It'll show you how to do do a lot of that stuff. Uh, our staff will help you out with that, and and um, really take a look at where you are positioned today, because you know. Every once in a while, we have changes, and you've got to rebalance and put your money in, in places in, in different areas, and that's what's going on right now. We're right in the middle of changing it. It's you know, I was telling somebody the other day, it's kind of an interesting time from from that standpoint to, to be doing this kind of stuff, this, this kind of work, financial planning, investment strategies, and things like that. There's going to be winners and losers coming out of this, and we want to make sure you're on the right side of that table without a doubt. So, uh, and hey, while you're there uh, at the website, Larry Rosenthal, com Again, sign up for our webinar. That's going to be on December 2nd, two sessions, one from 2 to two to 3 in the afternoon, and then again from 7 to 8 uh, p.m. It's going to be everything you want to know about Roth IRAs and beyond in 2020 and beyond. There's no charge for this webinar. We've had lots and lots of people sign up. Go check it out, LarryRosenthal.com. Hit the, hit the seminar button and just sign up right there and uh, tell your friends about it. More, ha more happy uh, to, to have more and more people. We want to continue to deliver financial planning education to, to everyone. So we'll have lots of people on there from all around the country. It'll be a lot of fun. You'll have the opportunities to type a question. We'll answer it live on the, on, during the webinar. Or if you want, you can raise your hand. And we'll have you speak if you want, you know, have dialogue there, not a problem. So Chris will be controlling everything as far as all that goes. So, um, you know, we, we I was uh, uh, do, 
taking a look here at at some scripture the other day, and and you know I always like to to bring the Lord into the to the shows because it's all His anyway. We're charged with good stewardship, you know that, Chris. And in Psalms mm-hmm. one, uh, just the first couple verses there, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Think about that word in, you know, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, right? So so you could be reading the, the Bible, reading what, what the Lord wants us to do, right? Um, but are you in it? Are you actually living it? Are you walking it daily? Are we picking up our cross and walking with the Lord every single day? There's a big difference between watching it, reading it, and then living it. And those are, those are the things that, that, you know, we've got to stand strong for in these times. And we need to understand God's given us assets uh, that he's blessed us with. We need to be good stewards with them. And we need to get education in man's tools, IRAs, stocks, options, taxes, all that kind of stuff. Very, very important to make sure that, you, that you're on top of everything. You know, I heard a, a friend of mine the other day said this, and I think it's kind of interesting and it's really applicable to what you're saying right here. He said that during difficult times and hard times like we're experiencing for many people are are having some difficulty right now, that it's important to be all in. I mean, everything, the whole works towards uh, towards the gospel of Jesus Christ and Christ himself. Well, I'll take it one step further, Chris, not just in hard times, but in good times, Amen. too. Amen. You know, I mean, every valley, you, you, you people are saying you're either getting ready to go into a valley or you're getting ready to come out of a valley. You know, and, and that walk needs to be with the Lord all the time, with, without a doubt, you mm-hmm. know. So, hey, you know, a lot of this stuff, a lot of this, you know, economics and, and the election and what the Fed's doing and the Treasury Department and changes in government and all these different things, you know, it's going to create a little bit of volatility. And I want to talk about some volatility here today because when you take a look at volatility, what does that mean? What does that mean to change your mindset? And you really can't let volatility change your mindset. You can let recessions change your mindset. But volatility is part of the markets. And over the last 10 years, from from July of 2010 through March of 2020, okay, we have had 10 different pullbacks. And they've been volatility pullbacks. They've been basically non-recessionary economic situations that have pulled the markets back. Now, we did go into a recession earlier this year, but it was very, very short-lived. Okay? It was a V-shaped type of a recovery. There are some sectors of the economy that still haven't recovered, and there are some sectors of the economy definitely uh, accelerating right now. But my point is there's a difference between a recession and volatility. Market volatility is something that just it just happens because of headlines, sort of the, you think of it as a trimming of the bushes, you know, and, and the market will pull back temporarily for, for several weeks. It might pull back 7% or, or 10% or something like that, and then it continues to push on through after that short-term session or short-term uh, uh, set of facts is actually passed. So we need to understand volatility is 
is different than a prolonged recession where we start to see unemployment rising substantially and, and, and the market's just sort of declining down. So, hey, I see we got to take a quick break here. Let's open up the phone lines here. Give us a ring with any of your financial planning or investment questions at all. Anything at all, it's open mic Saturday at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, who's in studio here today, and also live on YouTube on LarryRosenthal.tv. Let's go to LarryRosenthal.tv. You'll see all of us and our smiling faces there. Again, 855-767-3123. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. I'll do my best Bob impression, live from sea to sunny sea. <laughs> Uh, across the United States of America, Larry Rosenthal is here on Sirius XM and on WAVA, as well as on LarryRosenthal.tv. Larry, I think Bob does a better job of that, though. We'll have to, you know, I don't know. We'll do our best, right? I don't know what you guys are up to today. <laughs> <laughs> Causing you all kinds of strife and headache. What can it's we do? It's okay. I'll just keep rolling with the flow. That's all. No, no worries at all. No worries at all. So, hey, you know, during the week we have people that, that will email us or, or uh, give the office a call with it, with some questions that pop up, and feel free to do that. You know, 855-ROSE-123. As soon as we're done with the show here, it flips over to be our toll-free number in our office. <clears throat> Speaking of, of the markets changing, the economy changing, um, uh, administrations possibly changing, uh, you know, just all different things in change right now. You know, everybody's looking to get 2020 behind them for sure, right? You know, and and so so uh, we, we're talking a little bit about some of the economic things, about the markets. You know, are trying to find direction right now. Uh, is there going to be more stimulus to support things? I don't know. That's up. You know, that'll be up for 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 Congress to figure out what they're going to do. What's going to happen with interest rates going forward? What's going to happen with any sector rotations? Things of that nature. So we're not going to see any movement on that for a while until the election is officially behind us and or there's an inauguration. Correct? I don't know, Chris. They're they're talking about stimulus right now. Wow. Okay. I mean, they're still far apart. Yeah. You know, the Democrats want two point two trillion and the Republicans want five hundred billion. Um, you know, and now they're talking about shifting some monies uh, around 
to, to do maybe a new PPP program, Paycheck Protection Program. So hmm. we'll have to really see what how this stuff plays out. But my point is it's going to create a little bit of nervousness and anxiety from time to time. You look at corporate earnings are starting to rise again. You look at an accommodated Fed. You look at the announcement of the vaccine. You know, we've start, started seeing a little bit of sector rotation from growth over to value positions as well as emerging markets. You know, so there's lots of stuff going on in the economy. And what got your investments here today may need to be a little different going forward in the future. And I want to talk a little bit about some different uh, strategies between passive investing, active investing, and things of that nature right there. So let's go ahead and welcome Vince on the line from New Jersey. Good morning, Vince. How are you today? Good, good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Well, um, I got a job in Pennsylvania, and I technically live in New Jersey. And the turn of events and the way the Lord works, I, I've been at the job now a year, and I have my house in New Jersey. My daughter sold her house, moved into my house. She's paying the mortgage and all the bills there with her, her husband and, and my three grandkids. Um, and, I, and I get to have a room in the basement, so I'm 63 years old and I live in my own basement. Um, but uh, my wife and I, my wife's going to be coming out here. She hasn't been able to come out to Pennsylvania um, because of her mother and, and then COVID and then work uh, and all that fun stuff. But she's planning on coming out soon. So she's thinking of taking early um, Social Security and then working whatever she can work after that. And um, I had thought, I can't just sell the house out from under my daughter at this point. She's not ready to make another move because it's only been a year. Um so I was wondering if it's a good idea to borrow against the house while the market seems to be good, try to keep the mortgage at the same rate it is now, and then whatever money I can get out of it, use for buying another house so I can buy a place instead of rent out in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. Or, you know, or, or do some money for um, retirement because I only got about five grand. Yes, Vince. So, so I'm a big fan of having the house pay for itself. And, and basically, if your daughter wasn't living there, right, would you just sell the New Jersey house and take all the proceeds and buy, put, it, put it down on a Pennsylvania house? Yeah, most likely. So is your daughter currently paying you rent right now? Yeah, she's actually paying the mortgage payment and all the bills and everything there. So I have no... Uh, the only thing we share is like a cable uh, thing because I'm still there and uh, sure, we wanted sure. a little better TV than what they were. Yeah, doing, we need so. we need to really crunch these numbers, Vince, because I, you know, ultimately you're probably going to want to move uh, to Pennsylvania. Is your daughter possibly interested in buying the house from you? Um, I did ask her. She said no because she would like to get out of the state, but that may not happen for five years. With three little kids and my son-in-law has a a decent job for what he does. Um, uh, understood. I, I personally don't see that happening real soon, you know. Hey. Here's what I'm going to do for you, Vince. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and send you out our financial planning toolkit, okay, and, and have somebody get back with you next week and crunch some of these numbers for you, taking a look at an equity loan um, versus maybe some other options on a new Pennsylvania place that we might be able to come up with. 
Okay, so I'm going to put you on hold here, and Bob will get some information, and we'll have uh, we'll send out our, our toolkit to you and have someone follow up with you on it, okay? I want to dive further down into your into your situation there. I've got some ideas, but it's just too long to go into them here on the air, okay? All right, sounds great. Thank you. Absolutely. Let me put you on hold just one second. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Stephen on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning, Larry. Thanks for your informative program. I have a question for you. Your question is I have a traditional IRA from a previous um, employer. And I would like to roll that over into a Roth IRA. I'm over 60 years old. I would like to know the tax um, implication and um, how I can do that, you know, and what I, I would be. I would like to do that before the end of this year. But right, Stephen. The tax that the, the tax implication on it is ordinary income. Whatever tax bracket you're in. Your converted amount of money from a traditional IRA to the Roth IRA is going to show up on your tax return as ordinary income taxes, okay? So you'll have to pay federal and state taxes on that, and, and that's just how it works. So, so um, you know, the, the one of the things, depending on the size of it is, you know, if you're in like a 24% bracket and you've got a little bit of room before you're in the 33% bracket, some people say, you know what, I'm going to go, go ahead and convert the whole thing because they want to. And other people say, you know what, I'm going to do series of little conversions over a few years and keeping it all in a 24% bracket versus in one big swoop moving part of it up and paying an extra tax that's unnecessary when you can just wait a couple of years and, and bleed it in over time. So we want to make sure that you don't uh, go into what we would call tax bracket creep on this issue right there, okay? Um, but that's the way, you know, to specifically answer your question, traditional so IRA money. Be, go ahead. Would that be taxed twice if I, if I convert it this year? Say I pay the tax when I convert it and then when I'm filing my income tax, I mean, does that get taxed again? No, no, no. You will, they will not withhold taxes on the conversion, okay? So they're going to convert 100% of it, and then you've got to pay the tax in April. Now, now, paying the tax, that's the next question is, where are you going to get the money to pay the tax? Are you going to take it out of the investment to pay the tax? Or are you going to pay it out of income? Or are you going to pay it out of savings? Because that, 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 that goes into the formula of you know, how long down the road to your break-even point. Because the flip side of not converting is, you know, let's suppose that you convert $100,000 and you're in a 20% bracket. So you're basically saying, hey, government, I'm going to send in $20,000 early, okay, so that I can convert this 100000 into tax-free Roth IRA scenarios, right? And then somewhere down the road, you start pulling the money out tax-free. But the question becomes this, you know, well, what happens if you take the money out of your investment? Now you've only converted 80000 and so you have 80000 growing for you versus 100000 growing for you. That's why when we do conversions with people, we encourage people to pay the money out of ordinary income or out of savings, where the money's going to be earning the least, not where it's going to be growing compound interest tax-deferred or tax-free in some cases. So that's a big, big issue when it, when it comes to that. 
And that's why sometimes wow. people will do series of little conversions each year. You know, because remember, you have what, what's called ordering, uh, ordering rules on Roth conversions. Every conversion carries a five-year bucket, Stephen, of time before you can start pulling that money out tax-free. Okay? So, so yeah. if you convert it all now, even if you're IRA season, then, the, then you still have to have the uh, uh, converted money uh, earnings on it for five years sitting there. So, so there's, a lot there's a lot involved with the conversion conversation and taxes with all of this and how to pay the taxes. Okay, um, you know we're going to be going over this exact subject on our on our webinar on December second, right around the corner here, on December second. Uh, love to have you sign up. You can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and we'll be discussing this exact thing. And I'm going to put up examples of how to do these conversions and how to pay the tax and where you should pay the tax for. So you can go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar our little icon. We're going to have two sessions on Thursday, December 2nd. The first one's going to be from 2 to 3 and then from 7 to 8. It's the same material, but you can take both of them if you want. And there's no charge for the webinar there. Uh, and um, uh, But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold, Stephen, and Bob's going to get some of your information. And we'll have one of our okay. Roth conversion experts give you a ring next week, okay, and go over it Thank on a personal so basis for you. Okay, let me put you on hold. Yep. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Sammy on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Sammy. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How can I help you, sir? I, I have a question. Um, I don't know if I should well, say the name of the company or not, um, but I, I have like a life insurance annuity with a CBL company out of uh, Rhode Island, and um, I, they sent me a, a, a paper on my total annuity balance of I, they can buy me out, send me a check for sixty-five ninety-eight. Um, but my company is more like seven. Even to get rid of this, it should be more around seven hundred. I just got in it maybe a year. Um, I was a little nervous about it because I didn't really know who um, CBL was. Um, but some kind of way, I guess the company had a lot of problems with with fraud and. Um, the older people that at my job is stuck in it and they can't get out of it, out of paying them. I'm trying to wonder, should I just take this, what they offer me, and get because I, I don't know where this road going to end. Sammy, I'm not familiar at all with what you're dealing with here, okay? So I would have to probably talk to you offline and get a little bit more information and do some reading for you on this. Um, yes. But it, 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 is it an investment that you're in? You put money in and you can't get it out? Or what's, and they're well, offering it, it, you a buyout, it, it, pennies on the dollar they, thing? They, they offered me a buyout. It was a, um, a life insurance company. Um, that's offering me a buyout of just $65 when it was a lot more in it. But um, the, the other people on my job, the, the ones that got this company, they won't allow them to get some money in the contract, which means they still have to make payments when they don't um, have no idea where this company's going to end up at the end. Because is the life insurance company, is it in receivership? Apparently it is because there was a lot of fraud in the company. 
So um, usually, and, Sammy, here's here's real quick. Usually, what what I've seen happen in in okay. very very few cases, an insurance company goes under. Very very few cases, okay. Uh, but I have seen that if some if an insurance company and and it could be different every time. But I have seen in the past when an insurance company gets in trouble financially, they will offer people buyouts of like sixty cents on the dollar. Then if you wait another year, it'll be 70 cents. If you wait another year, it'll be 80 cents and so forth. If you just sit there and wait over time all the way back. So I'd give them a call and ask them all the questions you're asking me on it. Or we can have someone in our office help you if you like. Uh, but that seems to be the investigative avenue that we need to take on this, okay, rather than just guessing what to do and, and those types of things. I need to see what their schedule, what their game plan is, and then we might be able to assist you. Okay, let me put you on hold, and Bob will get some information from you. We'll have someone give you a follow-up call, okay, to help you and your friends a little bit. Appreciate the phone call. If you listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll keep our phone lines open. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. To talk to Larry Rosenthal here in studio, some lines available for you, 855-767-3123. Or stop by LarryRosenthal.tv to watch us on YouTube. We'll be back with more in just a moment. a quick tip for you. Remember, it's time in the market, not necessarily time. Stay away from lots of buy-sell transactions. Find quality, buy it, and hold it until the quality goes away or your investment objectives change. It's time in the market, not necessarily timing. If you'd like more information on proper investing, then go visit my website at LarryRosenthal.com or simply give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. That's 855-767-3123. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Now, here's Larry Rosenthal. And now we're going to, you know, be a little patriotic for a second, Larry, as we come back to the show. Again, 855-767-3123. Some phone calls coming in here. And we'll be talking to you again at that telephone number, 855-ROSE-123, Larry. Chris, I got to tell you, I think it's fun just to watch you scrambling around with all this music. You know, it's Thanksgiving time. We need to wish the nation happy Thanksgiving, and we got Fourth of July music. Well, that's okay. How hey, you know, it's a little bit confused, but I'm excited about your turkey for Thanksgiving. I know you're going to do something special this year. You always do. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. What's the plan? Uh, same plan as usual. You know, we're going we're gonna to fry, fry it up. Lots of How good turkey. You? Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, speaking of that, you know, we do want to wish everybody a, a happy Thanksgiving. And, and I know some places are restricted down a little. Others aren't. Just do the best we can and, and just have a great time with friends and family, you know. Just uh, kind of looking forward to the long weekend coming up next weekend. A uh, little bit of time to reflect and, and maybe recharge the batteries a little bit as we charge towards the end of this year and, and hopefully turn the corner to 2021 into a more exciting, dynamic, and fun year for everyone as well. So let's go ahead and welcome Robin on the line. Good morning, Robin. How are you? 
Thank you. I have a quick question because I'm so confused. I have no direction with any of my investments and things like that, but I do have one part of it. I have about 12000 in gold and silver, and I did that on the recommendation of one of the conservative radio shows, so I felt confident in it. But um, it, it got sold to somebody else, and I don't have the physical gold. I just get statements when I go online, which I'm terrible at text, so I don't even follow it. Um, I made a big mistake with my IRA before, not following it. I did not know I was not in a managed portfolio, so when everybody else's were going up during the last 10 years, mine stayed the same and actually went down. So anyway, should I get the physical gold? It's in Delaware. I can drive and go get it. Or should I trust the paper? The paper's fine. You know, you can do it. You can do whatever you want, but the paper is fine. The, 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 okay. The, you know that that's the way most things are done in in investments is just the paper. You don't want to. You don't want to. Uh, uh, you know, carry the gold bars in, in your house. Now, what are you going to do with them? Now you got to lock them up, right? Um, no, the, pa- the, the paper's perfectly fine, Robin. That's not a problem. Uh, okay, so I would be able to. Sh- Take a look at your statement if you want. I can help analyze yeah. it. We'll have somebody on our one of our advisors look at it if you want to. If you want to send it over at some point, I can have Bob get get some information from you. We'll be happy to do an analysis on it for you. And you know, gold is an asset class. Okay, uh, it's tough to model because yeah. it doesn't pay a dividend, and there's times to own it and times not to own it, just like any other thing. At the end of the day, though, right. remember we're not on a gold standard. So if you take that ounce, if you take a dollar gold coin into the store, thinking you're going to get eighteen hundred bucks worth of groceries for it they're going to give you a dollar's worth okay so you have to con- sell that gold convert uh, it back to cash and then and then do exactly. it exactly yes and okay. so so right. you know you've got to you've got to keep your eye on that too um so okay. so uh so it's yeah like in the old days where they put it in the scales and they no 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 the no yeah <laughs> you're thinking of wild wild west yep nope nope <laughs> not at all not at all. So, okay. Robin, I'll tell you and what, I'll put you on hold, and, and Bob will get some information okay. oh. from you, and we'll try and give you some help, okay? Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank Let me you. put you on hold just a second. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Carrie on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. Uh, my question is, I have a ton share, and I want to sell it, but... How did I do that? Very carefully. Yes, very carefully. That's exactly right, Chris. Uh, Contact the timeshare people and find out what your contract says and then ask them, you know, how you can go about selling it and possibly they'll let you sell it to someone else. Uh, I have heard that there are people that will buy timeshares from you. You You can do sort of an Internet search for them, and then they might be able to help you along those lines, okay? Okay. Okay, I appreciate the phone call. Let's go ahead and welcome Sarah on the line. Good morning, Sarah. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help you? 
See, I live in Alexandria, Virginia, and I own a condominium that is valued right now on two thirty thousand. And um, my mortgage balance is <clears throat> one twenty-five thousand. <clears throat> um, I'm thinking of moving and buying a townhouse because this condominium is uh, it's small for me. <clears throat> I've been owning for 15 years. My question is whether should I pay off the condominium, the total, and then move or uh, try to buy uh, this townhouse right now? Are you going to sell the Are you going to sell the condominium and then take those proceeds to the new place? Yeah, that's an idea. Or pay off and keep it and rent it, and then buy a townhome. Or should I sell it and then buy the townhome? That's my my question. I don't know what to do now. Well, do you want to keep it and rent it? And, or do you want to take the proceeds? That, that's the decision you have to make is, is what it is your goal is, what you want to try to accomplish with it all. If you want to sell it and then move mm -hmm. the money to the new place, then I would not pay it off and then sell it. I'd just sell it as is, okay? Um, and then at the same time, if you want to rent it out, then we need to start approaching it, keeping it as a rental property and manage it in a different way than we would manage it in a residential property. So you've got some decisions to make right there on it. So which way, you know, you want to go, we'd be able, you know, we can help you out or people can help you out with it. Uh, you just have to decide what your objectives are. If I sell it and decide to buy right now at Tom Hall, do you, do you think the market is good to buy this new house or should I wait? How is going to be the market in the future? I don't know. Well, if you're if you're looking at it from a residential standpoint, then you know I'm not personally I'm not too concerned about the market now or then because you're selling high and you're going to be buying high, okay? That's just right. where the market is. You you know you're you're happy you're selling your your first home because wow look at this price we're getting, but then at the same time you're going to be going well I'm kind of buying this other place high. So it's more of a lateral move. So I I, I would discount that 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 issue right now. I wouldn't be too concerned about it. All right. All right. Thanks so much. You're welcome. I appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's bring Sophie on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Sophie. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Fair question. I work for federal government. I have money in my PSP for one k For um, in the, in the market, when the market, uh, market go down and lose a lot of money. So I um, move all my money to G fund right now for I try to wait to see the market go back up. I can move back some to S fund, some to, uh, you know, all the fund that I uh, distribute before. So that's a good idea. Well, if you move the money out earlier this year when the markets were down and you're still in that G fund and the markets are back up right now, um, you've 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 kind of put yourself in a situation where you're you're going to be buying it high again, and and I would probably throw a little caution out and say maybe you should dollar cost average back in. Um, you know, depending on your time frame, Sophie, as to how long you want 
you need to have this money grow before you need to pull it back for income at retirement years or something like that, you might want to take a little bit each month and slowly put it back into the to the CS and the I funds or, or whatever mixture you want to have. Um, this is an important time right now because of where the markets are with what's going on with the vaccine, um, the Fed, all types of things like that. Uh, if you like, I'd be happy to have someone reach out to you and, and sort of give you some guidance on that a little bit. Would that be okay? Okay. Yep. Let me put you on hold here, and Bob will give you uh, get some information from you. We'll send you out our toolkit, and we'll also have somebody give you a call uh, to talk about you know how to get back into the marketplace for you at these higher levels. Appreciate the phone call. If you listen to Making Money Sense, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Josie on the line. Good morning, Josie. How are you? Good morning. Doing good this morning. Yes, uh, my question was that I just uh, took my pension, and I needed to know what to do with it. What would be a good thing to do with it at this point because of the market and all that? Did you take a, a lump sum rollover, or are you taking payments on your pension? Lump sum. So you rolled it over into an IRA? Not yet. I still have the check with me. I need to take it to a Financial Advisor, which is Fidelity, the one I use. Did they write the check to Fidelity or to you? Oops, I think we might have lost her connection there. Let's see where she went. What happened? We, we, which one was she? You were talking to Josie, right? Yep. Okay, she's uh, she just got put on hold somehow. Hey, Josie, you're back with us. Go ahead. We lost um, you there for a second. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Um, did they, did they write the check to you or to Fidelity? Fidelity. Okay, well, that's good. Then that's a non-taxable event. So you just, now you need to figure out which investments you want to use on their platform, okay? How do you want to go about investing it? You know, first question I would have, since this is a lump sum from a pension plan, is do you need income from it today? No. So then now we have to ask, you know, well, how far down the road until you start needing income from it? And then what's your risk level and things of that nature? Have you ever filled out a risk profile to, to, to answer it? It's, you know, it's eight or nine questions, something like that. And, and then it will tell you sort of your breakout of, of, of cash to bonds to stocks. That will let you know how risky you want to be in. And then, and then you need to take a look at, you know, how – what sectors do you want to be in? Do you want to be in utilities, consumer staples, different things of that nature? So, so there's a lot involved with it when you say, how do I go about investing the money? Um, we can have someone give you a ring next week and sort of uh, guide you over the phone, getting to know your, your goals and your time frame, your cash needs, your tax situation a little bit more than I can here on the air, and then sort of give you some direction that way if you'd like, Josie. That would be great. Okay, let me put you on hold here. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, just a second, and Bob will get some information from me, and we'll have someone reach out to you about your rollover check there. Uh, let's go ahead and, and welcome Joel on the line here. Joel, good morning, Joel. How can I help you? Oh, I, my question is, uh, over the years, I've had a few different jobs, and I'm 64 now. And my question is, because I have, like, different types of IRAs. One is a rollover, one is traditional, one is a Roth IRA, one is a 401k. So my question is, 
when I start to withdraw, do, <laughs> do I have to withdraw from each one of those, or can I make the minimum withdrawal from only one of those, and that would be okay? When you get to 72 years old, you can take the minimum withdrawal from only one as long as it satisfies the requirement for the total sum of all of them. Or you can take a little bit out of each one if you wish. Yeah, we're going to have to close out, Larry. We're just running out of time here. Joel, okay, let me put you on you. hold here. I've got uh, we got a little clock problem this morning, and I'll, I'll stay in studio and answer your question off the air. Let me just put you on hold real quick, okay? Sorry about that. Um, I don't even see the clock, Chris. We'll just <laughs> go by your hand motions there. How's okay. that sound? Sounds hey, good. visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, real quick. Click on the seminar button and register for our Roth IRA webinar coming up December 2nd. There's no charge for it. We have two sessions from 2 to 3 and from uh, 7 to 8 p.m. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week and happy.